0: Thum, we start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because without these two actions, praising and thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are loser. We are nothing and we will gain nothing. Whatever we have is from Allah and we have all the responsibility and duties. To thank Allah for what he has given us. And to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy and his rahmah. As we see uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala many, many times has tested the ummah. And Allah only tests those who he loves. So if we as a ummah of the Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa we have been tested let's take it on a positive note rather than on a negative. I would be happy to be tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which means Allah loves me. If Allah does not test anyone, any ummah it means there is a disconnection between Allah and that servant. What we see witnessing around the world today, in terms of the, the suffering, the testing of Ummah Muhammad Sallallahu Wasallam, it is for our own good. Allah does not dislike us, Allah loves us. And we can see Allah loves us more than ever. The most Dear to Allah, the most close to Allah, the most loved to Allah in, from Allah's creation uh, is Anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam. The most closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah tested them more than Allah testing us. Read the history of Anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam. You'll see each Prophet, each Anbiya, they were tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. More hard tests. Why? Because Allah loves them. So rather than complaining, or because shaitan wants to create some negativity in our minds, in our hearts, you know, to a point where somebody might ask and question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are we the right ummah? Are we on the right path? Why then is ummah a, in a, such a calamities? Such difficulties. Because shaitan was put always in our hearts, in our minds to utter, to say, to think something against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should always return back to Allah, thank Allah, praise Allah. And due all all this, what is happening around the world, there is the message of today, there is an Weapon that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has granted this ummah, that shaitan has made us forget or think little of it, but in the eyes of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, it has very power. According to the Hadith, I'm not, I will narrate of the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The weapon of a believer. The first Hadith. As Ali radiyallahu an narrated to say that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said dua si, silahul mu'min wa deen wa wal that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned that du'a is a weapon of believer we are in a such a difficult moment we spend more time reading news forwarding news re-watching videos forwarding videos and so on we spend more time on social media little we can do about them but we have a weapon that was given to us by the, our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa that shaitan wants us to forget about it and this moment we are in the difficult moment this is the weapon we need to return back to that the Prophet Muhammad said, dua is the weapon of a believer. A dua'u silahul mu'min. A pillar of deen, imadud deen. Wa nuru samawati wal arz, and the nur of heaven and earth. What is it? Dua. Dua is the essence of ibadah. Hadith narrated by Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu. They said the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam said ad-du'a ibada that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam mentioned dua is the essence of ibadah the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Allah wa becomes pleased with his servants narrated by Aisha radiyallahu anha mentioned that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam said certainly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those engage in asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah is unhappy with those who do not ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have no choice but asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we want the success of this dunya in akhirah, then we need to keep asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm trying to keep an eye on the on the clock as well. Um <coughs> The next hadith narrated by Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu anhu that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that man in yad'u bi da'watil laysa ma ithm wa la qati'a rahim illa ataahullahu biha Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu anhu mentioned the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that whichever a Muslim, a believer, makes a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and in his dua, he doesn't, that dua does not contain any sin, asking for anything which is unlawful in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant him one of the following three. The first one mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala definitely if his dua is for his benefit in this dunya, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant him or her for what they've asked. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala believes that granting that person what they've asked for in this dunya will not be benefit to them, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold back that dua and in the replace of that will grant him something better in the akhirah. And our may Allah grant him Jannah our ulama, our teachers, they used to teach us that when you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't ask with hesitant, ask with confidence. When you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, say Allah, please grant me such such thing. But if that whatever I'm asking for it is not beneficial for me, then do not grant me that, but grant me that which is beneficial for me. So not you know, only doubting, but your confidence in what asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah becomes a happy. You're asking for a car, a house, a job, but then you need to clarify with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if whatever I'm asking, it is not beneficial to me in this dunya, it is not going to benefit me for my akhirah, it's not going to bring me closer to you, it might bring, it might take me away from you, then Allah, do not grant me that, but grant me that which will bring me closer to you, which will benefit me in this dunya and akhirah. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana, akhirati And the third one, the Prophet Muhammad mentioned that if both of the first two options not possible, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not reject that du'a, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept that du'a, but because the first two options are not there, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala definitely for our own benefit, will remove some calamities, some problems, some difficulties from our life in the place of that du'a. And I will finish with the next hadith where the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that look how beautiful Islam is when we pray for someone else. And they don't even know that we are praying for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assigns an angel mala'ika who comes to say Ameen, in that on that du'a. So definitely that du'a is accepted. The mala'ika says, Allah please accept his du'a. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept that du'a. Then after that, the malaika ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or oh Allah grant him also for what he has prayed, ask for his brother. So number one is, I'm praying for somebody else. The malaika says, Allah accept his du'a, Allah accept the du'a. And then imagine that Allah, the malaika is praying for my, on my behalf to Allah, or Allah also grant him what he has asked for his brother. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so if I want my du'as to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the best and the easiest way is, let's keep praying for others, then malaika will say Amin, and malaika will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us also too. So if you looking for a benefit of the dunya, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant that to some, for somebody else, in return Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant us also too Inshallah. واقول قول هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر مُسْلِمِينَ فاستغفروه انه هو الغفور الرحيم